as runners, one thing we struggle with often is finding or allocating the time to get our runs in, right? Especially if we're juggling family, work, and other responsibilities. Luckily for me, my kids are grown and on their own, so I'm just left with work and other responsibilities. But nonetheless, it's a time management issue, I think. I keep a calendar so I know a week before when and where I'll be running. And I'm sure you have your own method that works for you, right? Speaking of which, we are about to wrap up the month of March. 31 days. Did you achieve your goal mileage? Did you have a goal or did you just wing it? (laughs) Some months I have set goals and achieved them and some months I have winged it. Hey, and that's okay. But this month of March, I have achieved a special milestone. I'll be right back. We'll chat about it for a few And in segment two today, I will introduce you to Devon Cully, 33 times marathoner, Brooklynite, and co-founder of the Black Runners Connection. So let's get the show on the road, shall we? Welcome to the Rookie Runners Podcast, a show that explores the challenges and conversations runners are having as they begin their running journey. We run to become the best versions of ourselves, embrace the process, and enjoy each and every step. Now, here's your host, Ray Gerard. Welcome to episode 18. Yes, indeed. Embrace each and every step. That's what it's all about. You become the very best version of yourself through running. And I think in the last four or five years, I have become a different person. And because of running, I have uh, set goals, I've achieved goals, and I've just realized there is so much that I thought at one point I was going to be able to do that I'm now doing. We're about to wrap up the month of March, as I was saying earlier, 31 days. And for the first time ever in my running journey, I broke the 200-mile mark for the month. Prior to that, I had done a few 180-mile months. But those 180-mile months left me feeling broken. The reason for that is I was running too hard too much. Of course, hard is relative. A hard week for one person might be an easy week for someone else, right? That's why it's never a good idea to compare yourself to others because we are each at a different point in our running journey. But the way I was able to achieve this milestone is by running easy most of the time. 80% of the time I run easy and the 20% I'll do harder efforts. And I'm also in the process right now for the next 90 days, perhaps six months, of trying out the Phil Maffetone heart rate running and lifestyle method. I expect that I'll be running even more now that I'm running by heart rate. If you haven't heard of the Phil Maffetone method, check out the 411 at philmaffetone.com. Up next in segment two, as promised, Devon Cully steps to the mic. So without further delay, let's go to my conversation with Devon. Hello, Devon. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Ray? How you doing? Great. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. We met through our mutual friends, James Ravenel. You guys are co-founders of the Black Runners Connection Facebook group, which I'm a member of. I think you guys did a great thing putting this group together. It's a very dynamic group. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, sure. You and I, we have one thing in common, the fact that we're both from Brooklyn, New York. I no longer live in New York, but I grew up in Brooklyn, and I have some pretty good memories of my time in the borough. I still have many friends and family living there. So shout out to all my Brooklyn people. How long have you lived in Brooklyn? 
So I was uh, born and raised. I was born and raised a Brooklynite, lived there uh, the majority of my life. For about the past uh, 10 years, I haven't lived in, I'm still in New York. I haven't lived in Brooklyn. I lived in Queens. As always, I always still claim Brooklyn and, and represent Brooklyn. And, you know, my friends always make fun of me because, you know, they like to remind me that I live in Queens now. But okay. again, I just always <laughs> shout out and represent Brooklyn all the time. That's just how Brooklyn rolls. That's great. <laughs> you know, our friends are, they'll always remind you that you left Brooklyn for sure. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. So you're very familiar with Brooklyn. I grew up and uh, I lived on Eastern Parkway between Nostrand Avenue and New York Avenue back in the day. Nice, nice. Yeah, that, like I said, that's not that far from where I grew up. I grew up on uh, New York Avenue and Foster Avenue, so I was a Flatbush, Flatbush kid also. So we actually weren't that far apart from each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, I remember those days well. But let's get right into the running. You've been running for a while. Please share with the audience how long you've been running and what made you decide to get into running. So I've, I've been running since, uh, since high school, so a long time. Um, when I started way back when, I was... Uh, I was originally I originally wanted to play baseball, but uh, our baseball team in my high school was was really good, so mm-hmm. I yeah, I wouldn't have been good enough to make that team. So um, I decided I wanted to give something else a try. So I decided to give running a try. So I tried out I tried out and made the indoor team, the indoor track team, and you know I've been running from there. I was a sprinter, so I did all the short distances. 100s, 200s, 400s, relays, mm-hmm. um, all that good stuff. Love the relays because I hated running distance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoyed that. Uh, once I graduated high school, I didn't run in college. You know, I kind of convinced myself that I wasn't good enough. Um, I think I probably could have been, but that's what I told myself, so I didn't try. And then after college, I found myself, I didn't feel like I was in very good shape. Mm-hmm. So I just decided one day I was going to go to the park and just jog a little bit just to try to get back in shape. And, you know, that was in 1995, and I've been running ever since. Wow, that is amazing. And you know what? Like you, I was a sprinter in high school as well, and I disliked distance running. I always wondered why. You know, I, I ran the 110-meter uh, meter hurdles and the 400-meter right. hurdles, and I love the relays. But I, I wasn't fond of distance running. So, but it's amazing how distance running kind of found me much later in life. You know, after high school, I kind of, I like to say, I hung up my spikes and went on to do other right. things. And yep. uh, here we are, running marathons. And to date. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Who yeah. would have thought, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so to date, you've run 33 marathons. Congratulations on that. That is an awesome accomplishment. Thank you. Sure. So far, I've only run two. I'm currently training for my third, but then again, I've only been running for about five years. Running marathons, from what I've learned, is not for the undisciplined. It takes courage. It takes discipline uh, and motivation. What motivates you and drives you to stay the course and keep running? It's For me, it's the challenge. You know, um, marathons are a, a different animal. And a different beast, it's completely different from running, you know, 5Ks or 10Ks or 5 milers. Right. It's a, it's a whole nother challenge, you know. It takes, um, it takes months to prepare or to accurately prepare for a race. And then, you know, come race day, you know, so many things can – you have so many factors that come into play, the weather – and the terrain, mm-hmm. you know, is it hilly? Is it flat? Are you going over bridges? 
you know, then the location, is it hot? Is it humid? Is it cold? There's just so many things that can happen and that affect your race over 26.2 that every race kind of stands alone and is different. Yes. And I realize it's the challenge for me. It's that challenge of always trying to be ready and being able to finish and, you know, kind of the unknown. You're not sure what's going to happen. I mean, you have an idea, but you never really know. Right. So that, that, that draws me in. And it's just a challenge of doing it again. And, you know, I've, I've, my, you know, I've said plenty of times after I finished marathons, probably I've done 30, I've done 33, probably after about 20 of them, I said, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I always end up after I get away from the pain a little bit after the end of the race. Yeah. And I just sit back and I look at it and examine it. I kind of just start to get excited about trying to do it again. So it's, it's, it's just a challenge. The challenge is what draws me to it. That's great. I'm glad you brought up the fact that it you, you don't know what you're going to get with each marathon. It's really a, a mindset. Your you, your mind's got to be in it as well as your physical body. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think a lot of times people underestimate the mental part mm-hmm. of running, um especially running distance, you know, you have to really be able to stay engaged and locked in for a couple of hours, which is not easy, you know. I understand right. why some people don't do it. But it definitely, it definitely affects the quality of your race if you're not locked in or if you can't focus for that amount of time. So the mental challenge is definitely a part of it also. Definitely. I agree. You know, many new runners tend to give up along the way. In your experience, what is the best approach for a new runner uh, to take uh, to maintain some longevity in the sport? Um, ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say, you know, the... One of the biggest things, it's a couple of things. So one of the biggest things is I would say to try not to get caught up in what other people are doing. Everybody runs their own pace and runs their own times and has Mm -hmm. their own goals. So, you know, there, you know, try not to worry so much about what other people are doing and just kind of focus in on yourself, you know, set some goals and then, try to work to get to those goals. You know, the beginning is going to be, the beginning is going to be a little difficult um, because your body's new to running. So you're going to have some setbacks. There's going to be days you feel good. There's going to be days you feel bad. Agreed. You know, you might, you might've run, been able to run two miles yesterday. And then the next time you go out, you may only be able to run a mile or a mile and a half. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just the key I think is really to, just keep getting out there and just keep pushing yourself back out there. You know, even if you just start and you can just go from light post to light post Yes. and then that's all you can do. And then the next time you go out, you try to go to the next light post after that, regardless of where you're starting, just try to keep going back out there. You know, that's really the important thing. Um, that really helps build your confidence and, and, and help get you along. And if, if you're lucky, you know, not everybody has the ability to do this, but if you can, hopefully you can get a good encouragement system, whether it will be people who will run with you mm-hmm. or people who will encourage you to keep getting out there. You know, so many, a lot of people end up stopping because they can't find people to run with or people will make fun of them for trying to run or saying they can't do this or that. Just they get hit with a lot of negativity. So, you know, hopefully you can find people or individuals, or even if it's just one person, just 
somebody to be positive and encouraging and to support you along in your running, I think a lot of that goes a long way to help help people start and continue when they're first starting out. You made some great points, for sure. And uh, one of the most important you said here is do not compare yourself to others. Everyone has their own goals, their own pace, right. yeah, their own journey. That's great. So along the way, you've run, as we said, uh, 33 marathons. Have you run any overseas marathons? Yes, I have. I've run, uh, I've run a couple. I ran a marathon in Bermuda. Um, I ran a marathon in uh, New Zealand, um, in Auckland. Excellent. Um, that, that one, yeah, that one was really nice. It's like, they call yeah, that a, a racecation, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Make no mistake. Me and my friends, we are all about racecations. Yes. Okay? I That's hear what you. we do. We go all over the place and run. That's awesome. And, you know, everyone has a race or two that moved and inspired them in such a way that they will remember it forever. Which race or which couple races were, were that for you? I got you. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a couple. Okay. So the, the biggest one for me was definitely my first marathon. My first marathon was New York city in 2006. And mm-hmm. that one was huge because, you know, like I said, I was a sprinter. So, you know, the, the concept for years of me actually running a marathon, it was just impossible. Yes, you know, yes. I never saw myself do, doing it. I never wanted to do it. So just the simple idea of me running 26.2 miles was just inconceivable. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was impossible. So when I was able to run that first one and finish that first one, it kind of, it was, it really was a life changing event because my whole attitude was, wow, you know, I just did something I never, ever imagined I could possibly do. So mm-hmm. what else is there? What else can I do or might I be able to do that I've never been able to do? You know, so it just kind of changed my whole, my whole perspective in life, you know, which, which is really huge. I, you know, that mm-hmm. wasn't my goal, but that's just kind of where I ended up just running that first marathon really really, really changed my life. It changes your mindset. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then a second one would be when I ran. So I had been chasing a four-hour marathon for years. You know, I had run a, a sub-four-hour marathon. I had run sub-four um, back in 2008 in okay. like my fourth marathon, third or fourth. I can't remember the exact number. And I had been trying and trying for years to go sub four again, and I hadn't been able to do it. You know, I had tried and I failed and failed and failed. And that's how I looked at it. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. really a failure, but, you know, it was a goal of mine and I didn't achieve it. So I looked at it as a failure. So I kind of, after a while, years of trying, just kind of wrote it off as like, you know, I just can't do it. You know, other people, you know, I had tons of friends who were able to do it, but I just wasn't able to do it. So I tried to act like it didn't bother me, but it really, really did because I really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I gave up. I, I, I honestly gave up after a while. But then I decided at one point to try again, and I came close. I ran a 405, and that kind of got me excited, like, okay, that was the fastest marathon I had run in years, and I was only five minutes off, so I'm like, okay, I think I can make up those five, those five minutes at some point. 
So I tried and tried again. And then in 2018 in Chicago, I broke, I finally broke four hours again. I ran a 355. So it took me 10 years and probably, I don't remember what the exact number is, maybe over 25 marathons to be able to run a sub four marathon again. Wow. And that just got me, you know, it just gave me so much confidence and it helped show that, you know, if you, no matter what your goal is, if you keep working and, you know, you just try to keep getting better and you believe you can do it, even if you don't believe it, because I definitely quit and stopped thinking I could be able to do it, but I kept persevering and I was able to come back and still get it. So that, that really provided a lot of motivation for me again, where it's like, you know, you really can do so many things. You just have to, as long as you're willing to work and you have, and you believe you can accomplish so many things. So that, that was a, that was a huge one. I tell everybody, I cry like a baby at the end of that race. When, when I saw the clock and I saw my time, man, I, I cried like a baby that day. I was so happy. That's an amazing story, Devon. And it just shows how much perseverance and sticking to a plan, how far that'll get you. That is so good. And yeah. in terms of training, did you have any specific training methods you stuck to uh, that have worked well for you or you just kept doing what you were doing? Yeah, so I, I use, at this point now where I'm at, I usually use the uh, Hanson training method. Okay. Um, it, works, it works pretty well for me. I like Hanson because it has you running. You run a pretty good amount. Hanson usually has you running uh, in their marathon training plan. It has you usually running six days a week. Four of the days of the week, you, you run easy. So it's not like you're running, you know, speed or hard. You have four easy days, and then you have a day for speed and then a day for tempo, which are your faster runs. So that allows – I like that plan because it allows you to – keep a good base of miles for the week and um, just consistently build from there and build up your endurance. When I first started, it's funny. I, I, when I first started that first marathon that I ran, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't have any plans at all. So I would just go out and run. So it's funny now I, that first for about half my training for the first marathon, I was running a half marathon. I was running 13 miles like, three times a week okay. because I figured, okay, you know, if I could run a half a couple of times a week, 13 miles, I could run 26 easy because I'm always running 13 miles. Right. So, <laughs> so you learned otherwise. That was my original. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my original thinking. And then as I started to get maybe halfway through, I don't even know if it was halfway. I was, my body was so tired and my knees started to hurt because that was mm-hmm. just way, way too much running, you know? So, I went, um, I had to try to find a, a training plan. So I think I went online and then I found um, Hal Higdon, Hal Higdon's training plan. And Hal okay. Higdon had varying levels of training plans, beginners, intermediate, advanced. And that was the first training plan I found. And that allowed me to have some structure mm-hmm. instead of just running crazy. Right, that that's gave important. Me, yeah, that gave me structure and that really allowed me that really helped my running and my training to get better once I had an actual training plan. That's great. One mistake that I made when I first started running was I was I joined a lot of clubs. And when you join a club and you go running with the club, everyone's running fast. So you think that's normal. You, st- you start to run as fast as you can. And 
you don't realize that most of your training has to be easy and not going at your max, you know? And right. yeah, also my first marathon, Devon, was virtual. So it wasn't okay. pretty. It was my first. I was alone out there and uh, I just struggled through it. Uh, finished yeah, in five I, hours. I was just going <laughs> to say that you were out there by yourself. That's yeah. so hard for, for that first one. That's hard. Y- yes. But luckily I had a little bit of mental fortitude to stick to it. I could have just said, forget it. Let me just get back to the car. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I didn't and hung in there. But I can't wait to run my third. My second was also virtual, but I had a person pace me. So the second one, okay. I managed to break the five-hour mark. So on the third gotcha. one, I'm hoping nice. to... Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm hoping to break uh, 4.30, the next one. So we'll see how that goes. Good luck. Yes, thank you so much. At one point in your running journey, you ran back-to-back marathons, two marathons in two days. How did you pull that off? <laughs> that's true. That's, 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 it's, it's, it's insane. And yeah. my friends will always tell you, yeah, Devon is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we um, all? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially marathoners. We're, we're definitely a little, a little crazy. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, I had been reading online and in magazines, mostly online. I had been seeing so many people who had done back-to-back marathons um, and back-to-back days. And I was always amazed because, you know, you know, after doing run mar- one marathon, you know, the body, at least I know my body, it was usually wrecked. So I'm like, how on earth do these people run two marathons in back-to-back days? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's possible, but how do they do it? So from doing reading and from reading what a lot of the, the people were saying, they were saying the key to doing it is to – you're not running the races for time or you're only going to run one race for time and -hmm. then you run a second race to finish. That way that makes it easier. You can't do them both for time or at least you shouldn't. Okay. So it had always been a bug in my ear and my head that I was going to do it. So finally I got it. So finally I decided I was going to do it. Um, So I did, and to make it more interesting because I'm Devon, I did it in two different States. So I did, one was in Louisville, Kentucky, and the other on the Kentucky Derby Marathon. And then the next day, I ended up, uh, I had to fly to Delaware, and then I did the Delaware Marathon. So I did those two back-to-back days. Making it even Before more impressive. Train, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just really, really insane. There's just no logical reason for doing that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... But again, like I told you before, it was a challenge and I like challenges. So I said, let's go for it. Yeah. As far as training, what I really had to do was, you know, I I just had to ramp up my mileage. So most of the changes I did were on my weekend runs. So I mostly on the weekend, I did a minimum of 10 miles on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday were my long days. That's usually what I did. So if I would do, like in the middle, if I would do if I would do ten on Saturday and ten on Sunday, and then after a couple of weeks, I may do uh, ten on Saturday and then do fifteen on Sunday, and then I would bump it up, and then I may do twelve on Saturday, then do sixteen or seventeen on Sunday. I had to do big numbers of double digits on back to back days gotcha. so that my leg could could adjust and get used to running running on tired legs, you know, clearly that Sunday, 
the second marathon, my legs would be really tired. So I had to get them used to running on tired legs. Mm -hmm. So that, that was the training piece of it. And then what I did was, um, to help out doing the races, I did the Galloway method of the, doing the races. So the Galloway method is run walking. Ah, okay. So I've tried I didn't that. run. Yeah, I didn't run the entire way. I think I don't remember what I did. I don't. I think I might have been. I don't remember what the intervals was. If it was three minutes running, one minute walking, or four minutes running, one minute walking, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I figured I needed that because it would really allow my legs to have a little bit of recovery because I wasn't confident that I would be able to run the entire time. Um, so that really was huge in allowing me to go. And, you know, I like the Galloway method. I think at some point I'm going to switch over um, to the Galloway method and doing the run walking because I feel like my legs, I've done that for a, a couple, uh, maybe another marathon outside of those back-to-back ones. Mm-hmm. And my legs, they just don't feel for me, they didn't feel as tired or as beat up or as exhausted afterwards with those little one-minute breaks. So I think for me, that's probably at some point I'm going to switch over to doing that. But that was huge. That 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 really allowed me to finish those back-to-back marathons. That's great. I'm one for finding the best training method that works for you. Like Recently, I started the uh, Phil Maffetone method, which is a heart rate, training by heart rate. Okay. Because I'm in yes, this for yes. the longevity. I want to be, as I get older, I want to be out there. I don't want to be the one that's retiring saying, oh, this, no, this is no longer for me. So I got to find methods that keep my body strong, but doesn't beat up on it so much where I'm going to one day want to quit, you know? So it's a good thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's something you, we have to adjust for, you know, as we get older. You know, I'm, I'm 48. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't have the recovery time that you know obviously i had in my 20s or in my 30s of course you know i have to make sure that i recover so you know i make sure i have downtime i've never been a runner that runs all year round Mm -hmm. i will generally train for a race and then just dial back my running and take some time off let the body recover let the mind recover a little bit and then good idea training for something for something else later because you know burnout is burnout is real Mm -hmm. that really happens both mental and physical yeah, absolutely. So you really have to take care of your body. And, you know, and again, especially, you know, as we get older, you have to make certain certain concessions. So you definitely have to, uh, uh, you know, your body is a very important tool and a machine. Yes. And you have to make sure, make sure you take care of it. And just this previous February, you ran a marathon, and I think you achieved a PR of 345, right? Is, is, was this your best time to date? Yeah, that was that was my best time. So that's great. Um, Tell time, us about it. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> sure. So I finished that race. It was uh, my time. My race that that race was actually three thirty seven. Oh so wow! Congrats. When I told yeah, so when I told you how I was chasing that three forty five, mm-hmm. that sub four, that three forty five I ran. That was in that marathon back in two thousand and eight. That was the first time I ran sub four. Okay, I ran a three forty five. So that's the time I had been chasing for years. Wow. So um, over a decade. That was my Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was my goal and that's what I tried to do. So once I got that three fifty five in twenty eighteen, I was like, okay, at some point I have to try to go for it, see if I can if I can beat the PR. So I chose a race. I found a race in Arizona. It was uh 
there was a rebel race, Rebel Mount Lemon. Um, the rebel races are popular because they are downhill races. Okay. So it was in Tucson, Arizona, and it was about it was an over five thousand foot elevation drop in the race. Wow. So we started, yeah, we started at seventy seven hundred feet. We went up to eighty one hundred, and then I think the finish line was maybe twenty six, twenty seven hundred, something like that. So most of the race was downhill. I think the highest point was at like mile four, mm-hmm. and then from mile four to the end, it was all downhill from there. So I just had to train for downhill. So I tried to do as many hills and downhills as I could to get your body ready for running downhills. You know, a lot of people think downhill racing is easier because, you know, you have gravity pulling you. Right. So they think it's a little easier. But downhill races are challenging because it's a lot of pressure on your quads. Yes, yes. That's what I was thinking. yeah, your quads are, are constantly being pounded because you're always going downhill. You know, when there's variation in the terrain, uphill, downhill, flat ground, you're not only using the same muscles over, so those muscles get some time to relax. Mm-hmm. When it's just straight downhill, it's just nonstop pounding on the quad. So it's not quite as easy as people think it is. It, it, it can become a challenge. So I had to make sure I got here in New York, you know, where I could run some hills and run the bridges as much as I can to get used to the elevation. And, you know, luckily, um, I was able to, I was able to, uh, I was able to PR and break 345 at 337. So, you know, I'm really proud of the fact that a couple of my fastest marathons have come later on in my career as I've gotten older. Yes. Because, you know, historically, you know, most people, as they get older, they get slower. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've been fortunate that I've been able to run two of my, uh, you know, some of my fastest marathons post 40, post 45, you know, so I'm really, really proud of that. And I was, I was just so thankful, you know, I didn't cry after this one because I was too <laughs> tired to tell you the truth. <laughs> okay. When I finished, I just wanted to sit down. I thought I was going to cry. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. I just need to sit. Yeah. But great <laughs> job, man. Congratulations on that 337. That is awesome. Thank you. And finally, Devon, as co-founder of the Black Runners Connection, I think you guys did something great, as I stated earlier. Uh, The participation is amazing. And did you ever expect the group to grow as much as it did? No, no, definitely not. You know, BRC has definitely been a blessing and such a beautiful surprise to me and James. You know, it really all, you know, it just... Black Runners Connection was basically created. Black Runners Connection is a, is a Facebook group, um, for those that don't know. And it really was created out of just our experiences being at races and there just not being a lot of uh, black faces in, in right. races. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, had a, we were originally part of another Facebook group. We were part of the National Black Marathoners Association Facebook group. And that was, for me, that was the first place on social media where I started to run into large numbers of black runners from all over the country and all over the world. Um, So there was one time back in 2015, uh, a lot of us were running in Miami and, you know, they did, there was a marathon and a half marathon. So a bunch of us went down to Miami and we met up. So, you know, uh, we, James helped create this event and a bunch of us went down there and we met up and 
we had such a great time interacting and hanging out with each other, running the races. We all had a really, really good time. And then we just decided um, that we would stay in touch and we would keep in touch with each other. You know, we had a group, James created like a group event for the Miami thing. And we had such a good time that, you know, we just decided to keep it and we would invite other people. And then we just kept posting. And then that one small group event led to Black Black Runners Connection, which now has about, I think, over 8,000 members in, in the group now and people all over the place. And, you know, we just, we appreciate each other and we mm-hmm. encourage each other, and we want other runners to know, especially minority runners, we want them to know that you're not the only one. And, you know, plenty of us are in places where there's not a lot of us, and they don't see a lot of people who look like them at races. So we try to kind of bring people together to let them know they're not alone, and if they're going to races, they can see if other people in the group are racing there so that they can, even if they don't meet up, just knowing that there's somebody else there who looks like you, that can mean so much. And that can give you, give you a whole different feeling and experience of the race. So it's, it's, it's just been a beautiful thing and a, and a, and such a blessing in disguise. We're so thankful. And the group is made by the people as, as you said, you know, everybody's just supportive and cheering each other on, giving advice. We talk about gear. We talk about races. You know, we talk about everything, running and not running. And it's all just supportive and trying to help each other get better. So um, it's, it's, it's been way more than we ever expected um, it, would, it would become. And that's a beautiful thing, as you said. Love it. And what's next for you, Devon? Any upcoming racing goals or running goals? And uh, please tell the audience where they can find the Black Runners Connection uh, on the web and yourself so we can follow your running journey. Gotcha. Absolutely. Um, I think the biggest thing, um, you know, I have uh, some, I have to see what's going to go on with, with the marathon season. So I'm supposed to run Berlin um, this year. I mm-hmm. was supposed to run in 2019, but I got hurt. So I deferred and then I, I couldn't run it last year, obviously because of COVID. So I'm supposed to run Berlin the end of September. So if everything goes well with COVID, I'll be able to do that. So that'll be one of the, uh, one of the bigger things this year. Uh, me and James, we have a relay team we're putting together for, there's a 200 uh, mile overnight relay um, hood, called hood to coast, which is in Oregon. So wow. we're putting together, we're putting together a team for that. We're going to put together a team of 12 runners, six male, six female runners, um, all minorities, all over the age of 40. Wow. So we want to have a, put together a master's team and we want to go out there and hopefully, hopefully we'll finish top six. You know, that's our goal. Top that's great. How many miles? It's an award. 200 miles total. Okay. So, um, we're going to, we're going to aim big and we're going to see if we can get an award and go for that. Um, so those would be the two biggest things that we have on the, on the schedule this year. So fingers crossed. Um, everything goes well and we can, we can, uh, be able to run those races and those races go off. Um, again, black runners connection on, on Facebook, we are a Facebook group. So, um, if you look us up, um, if you want to join, just send us an invite. Uh, we just have uh, a couple of questions that we ask people 
um, just to make sure that they're runners and, you know, just to make sure, you know, we don't have any any weirdos or derelicts that come, in, come into the group or try to harass, harass people. Yes. You know, but um, you can definitely find us on uh, Facebook, Black Runners Connection. Um, on Instagram, there we have the Black Runners Connection Facebook pa- uh, Instagram page, so you can find us there also. Uh, we use the hashtag BLKRunners. So um, if you can't find the page, you can use hashtag BLK runners. And that's what we usually use mostly on Instagram. We use it on Facebook a little bit too. Um, I am on Facebook as Devon Cully. Um, that's my name. So you can find me there on Instagram. Uh, my uh, IG handle is D Cully uh, 1972. You can find me there. D Cully 1972. Again, I just appreciate you inviting me to come on the, come on the show. Oh, absolutely. Just giving me the opportunity to tell my story. I really, really appreciate that. A great story it is, man. I really appreciate you. I'll be cheering you guys on that relay, that 200-mile relay coming up. And uh-huh. definitely, thank you. you guys got my full support. Definitely will be sharing, sharing the word. Devon, Excellent. Thank, thank you. you so much for a great conversation. I wish you the best moving forward, and I'll be following your running progress, man. I can get some inspiration and motivation from following your journey. Keep on keeping on. Take care of yourself, brother. Thank you, Ray, and good luck to you on Marathon number three. Definitely. I appreciate it. You got it. And welcome to segment three. This is where we wrap things up. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Devon as much as I enjoyed the interview. One key takeaway I got from the interview is to stay the course, stay consistent, be patient, and trust the running process. Eventually, good things will come your way. That goal that seems so far off will one day be realized. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you all. And thank you for your support. Find the show on Instagram at Rookie Runners Podcast, on Facebook at Rookie Runners, and also on Twitter. Yes, we are on Twitter at Runner underscore Rookie. Enjoy your day, and until the next episode, please stay safe, be well, and run happy.